All right, folks, it's another episode of America's Hometown Horror that's brought to you yet again by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning, in case you haven't heard, is a family-owned and operated company that proudly serves Plymouth, or America's hometown, and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own, and they believe in truly building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781 781- 812-9189, or it's Shine Through Window Cleaning. That's Shine, T-H-R-U, Window Cleaning. Shine Through. Shine Through. Window Cleaning. What is up, folks? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Hope you had a lovely October. Hope you uh, it was filled with lots of spooky things. Hope you were able to find some alternatives for trick-or-treating, haunted attractions, and everything else. Hope you got a lot of candy. My name is Mike. I'm the host of America's Hometown Horror. And as always, I am joined by my fellow co-host, Andrew. So good to be here. I mean, can't believe it's November already. It's getting cold I outside. I know. Next thing you know, it'll be Thanksgiving before we even know it. Also joined by Kat. Kat, what's going on? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How's everything going with you? Good, good. You know, no news. Um, just good news. The just, fact that um, there's no news tonight you know. <laughs> you know about it ahead of time makes you extremely happy. Exactly, okay. yes. Fair enough. So Kat hates the news for some reason. She doesn't like to be caught up on all sorts of current events. It's for a uh, waste of time. For yeah, me, well, for Kat it is. She likes living under a rock. Not for everybody, but... Um, so I know you guys can't see who I'm talking to next to me here, but back for the first time since he was our esteemed guest... On the Dark Side of Disney episode, one Matty G, Matt Gilbert. Matt, what's going on, man? Thanks so much for coming back and joining the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Always a pleasure to have you. Uh, it was a great time having you on the Dark Side of Disney episode. Had a lot of interesting conversations, some good facts, and it was awesome to hear about your experiences down there. So obviously, you know, now since you were back home, you know, we wanted to have you on an episode now that we're out of October. And uh, I know we asked you about a particular movie, which we will get into. It was one of your personal favorites, right? Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, thanks again for coming back. I guess, you know, tell me a little bit about what you did uh, in October. I, I saw lots of uh, photos on social media about some of the fun stuff you did. Yeah, I, uh, I came back up to Massachusetts. You know, things are kind of quiet in Orlando right now. As you know, uh, a lot of the Halloween events were, were canceled this season, so... I made my way back up to Massachusetts, where I'm from originally, and uh, made my way up to Salem uh, a couple weeks ago, and then checked out what they had. Their, their haunted happenings were still going on, you know, a, a smaller scale, but still uh, going on strong. A lot of people showing yep. up. Yep. Um, checked out the shops, went through some graveyards. So you've been in the past, correct? Yeah, I love it. It's and a great time. Do you think the, the crowds were significantly less? Was it definitely less crowded? I, I would say it was busy, but it was definitely less, less crowded. The traffic wasn't crazy like it usually is trying to get up Route 1 into into Salem. And, uh, yep. you know, it was easier to move around. It was easier to, to, to go in the shops and to check out the museums and uh, and kind of explore the, uh, the town uh, than it usually is, especially... On the week of Halloween, it's usually just nuts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know having been up there, you know, one time in the past, I've only been up there once, which is kind of crazy. I want to go back more. Yep. Um, I know when I was there, it was jammed. So I know, like I said, it was, it was probably a little bit less jammed this year, which can kind of be a good thing, I guess, depending on, on what you're doing. 
Uh, also saw that you, uh, I guess we'll, we'll kind of jump right into the one semi-little news item that we have here, right? So we kind of said no news, but this is something you'll be excited to talk so about, you're, Kat. You're lying and Matt, I know <laughs> you're a big fan as well. So we did an episode on Hocus Pocus, a right. movie called Hocus Pocus, back a few weeks ago during our uh, Countdown to Halloween, where we did eight episodes. If you haven't listened to all eight yet, go back and listen. Uh, but so two things. I know you, I saw some photos, you did the Hocus Pocus tour, and they also announced today on social media, as of this recording... Today, You're taking my piece of news! You mean like I said two this weeks to you ago. <laughs> I told you I was going to talk about it on the show. You wasn't, wanted to talk about it. wasn't today. Yesterday, <laughs> recently... Two, two weeks. No, I think it was yesterday. Well, so we also talked about ago, in the remember, news on another episode that they were going to do a sequel to Hocus Pocus that was going to come out to Disney Plus on sometime in 2021, maybe, or 2022. Right. Um, but they also... So Bette Midler, I guess, on her Instagram account, uh, posted a photo of her Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy. Yep. Uh, all dressed up as the Sanderson sisters for a, uh, a fundraiser that, ha- uh, that Bette Midler is doing towards the end of the month. For COVID stuff, yeah. Yeah, Kat. What was it like to see them in their famous costumes from one of your favorite movies uh, for the first time in quite a while? Well, I hope by now um, I would have watched it because it would have already <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's okay. Um, I'm really excited. I like. I think that movie's awesome. Like, It was cool just to see them like older but still looking the same. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Bette Midler always has looked old. Uh, yes, yes. Sarah Jessica Parker looked a little tough in that picture. I will yeah. say she looked a little, uh, a little weathered. But yeah. whatever. I mean, they're, they're, when did that movie come out? Ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, twenty seven years. Almost, yeah. almost thirty years ago. So There's a compliment. She kind of to weathered. Be <laughs> and maybe, maybe they can work she that into the age. Well, yeah, like yeah maybe exactly. Line. But uh, yeah, so I, I knew you were particularly excited to talk about that today, Kat. And Matt, so uh, for the Hocus Pocus, kind of all the photos you took in the tour. So what were some of the locations that you hit from the movie? So I pretty much went through the center of Salem uh, downtown, which really where where everything's going on. All the haunts, all Mm -hmm. the shops, you know, everything that you want to see and do is in the downtown Salem area. And it also happens to be where the movie was filmed. So I checked out the high school, which is right in the downtown Salem Commons. Um which I believe is condos or apartments now, but it was uh, the high school in the movie. Um, right across the street was the Salem Commons, which is where you see Max and uh, and Allison in the beginning of the movie when she gives his phone number back to him. Uh, <laughs> that's and, and it, you know it was the perfect place, perfect time of year to go because all the leaves are red and it looks just like it did in the movie. You know, twenty seven years ago, like I said. Yeah. Um, I checked out Allison's mansion, which is actually the Ropes Mansion. Um, which is owned by the PBD Essex Museum. It's it's officially open again after uh, being restored, so make sure you check that out. Yep. Um, it's got a really cool garden behind the mansion that you can also view. Nice. And on top, besides that, I checked out Max and Danny's house. Uh, that's on the edge of town, closer to the marina. And if you want to look that up, the the address is online. You can you can find where that is. And I also went over towards Marblehead. You know, the, the movie was mainly filmed in Salem and in uh, some of the sound stages in California. But they also did go to Marblehead to film some of the scenes in the graveyard, especially where he gets his uh, Max gets his sneakers stolen in the beginning of the movie by the bullies. By ice. Mm-hmm. By, I, by ice <laughs> and the ice. other one. Yeah. yeah, ice and the other guy. Yeah, whatever. And the other guy. Is. Yeah. Hey, and yo, California boy. <laughs> Look at my shoes. So whatever he says, I forget the exact Got any cash? Got any cash? Got any smokes? You don't have any smokes. You don't got any cash. And uh, based off of pictures and research I did before my little tour, I could find the actual spot where they filmed 
that scene when they steal the sneakers based off the the gravestones that are still there in the ground, you know, where wow. they were before. So it was really cool to, to just walk around, take pictures, you know, not have the big crowds that are usually there, which really let me move around a lot better. Yep. And and check out other spots like the the town hall, which is also downtown, where they have the Halloween party. Yep. Um, there's all. Say that I remember we walked yep. by when we were there. It's yeah. right downtown. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much of that movie that's filmed in Salem, and I think that's what makes the movie so special. You know. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that definitely makes it a cool, unique Halloween feeling. You know, like a New England Halloween it's feeling. Yeah. Authentic for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But, I mean, I remember, like, when we were up there, so we... All the Crucible stuff that's up there, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we saw some of the historic stuff, and I remember we also hit some bars and restaurants. We saw Notch. We went to Notch. We went to uh, a couple different places. There's a Turner Seafood place. Turner Seafood. Awesome. Uh, we did not get to go to Far From the Tree Cider, which I'm drinking one of these right now, the ectoplasm ciders that are bright green that have jalapeno, <laughs> kiwi, apple, and uh, green peppers in them. Delicious, delicious stuff. But uh, it's Salem's fun. Did you uh, did you happen to see or did you walk by uh, Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery? Was no, that I didn't. No, that's a cool place. It's like a little horror museum type thing with really? all kinds of movie props and you know like uh, models of horror movie villains that type of thing. So that's a pretty cool place to check out in Salem too. The next time that uh, that you're up there, I will say one thing that bummed me out about Salem. I went to I traveled from Orlando, Florida, to Salem to the mm-hmm. Peabody Essex Museum to see the exhibit that they have up right now. They're showing artifacts from the original Salem times, 1690s, uh, that are on display for the first time in 30 years. And the show is going on between um, September and April. So make sure you check it out if you are into seeing stuff like that. Um, Unfortunately for me, they required a COVID test. And they asked me where I was from when I got to the museum, and I said, Florida. And they I'm said, like, okay, where's nope. your COVID, COVID negative test? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, didn't, exactly. I didn't have one, and they didn't let me in. Yeah. So that was a big bummer. So okay. if, if you are coming from out of state, make sure you get your test. Sure. Uh, isn't, but, that, um, isn't that against HIPAA law? What's that? To ask for To provide problem. a test? To, to have a test. Like, no, HIPAA law, like you have privacy about your health. Yeah. Doesn't that... Kind of get in the way of that. Yeah, get in the way of that. Isn't that like a co- uh, constitutional know. right? That uh, my my level of expertise goes to like horror movie trivia. Beyond that, I'm not really <laughs> useful for much else. I don't really know. So I mean, <laughs> that does suck. They they wouldn't. It, it does. I, it, it really bummed me out. And uh, yeah, but I I do like the museum nonetheless. I've been there before. If you're into tiki art or uh, pol- yes. Polynesian masks, they have an amazing collection of Polynesian yep. stuff. Huh. Uh, South Seas architecture cool. and you know sculptures and things yeah. um and they also pb essex museum beyond owning the ropes mansion which is allison's house they also own um there's another museum in town um which is actually not far from max's house in salem and it is the um i think they call it the old salem village and it's actually also in the hocus pocus movie that's in the very beginning of the movie when you see uh, Thackeray Binks before he turns into a cat. You see, him, mm-hmm. you see him in the house. You see his sister is taken yep. away, and he's running yep. through the village. That village is still standing in uh, Salem, mm-hmm. and you can tour it as well. So there's a lot to see in Salem, and a lot of it you'll see. It will be very familiar if you've seen the Hocus Pocus movie. So much history up there. So much, so, yeah. There's yeah, a lot, yeah. lot to see and do. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yep. Sounds like a bunch of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Very cute. So, um, a <laughs> couple other things. We're talking about movies filmed in Salem. 
Right. Have you seen Hubie Halloween on Netflix? I, I have Sandler. not. Oh, I'm obsessed with that movie. It's so good. It's so good. good? Yes. Dude, and, so and Sandler really? filmed it in Salem and also in L.A. Really? Like, I did not know this. Yep. No. So, like, all the exterior shots are actually in Salem, like, downtown. But it's just, like, it's a it's a Sandler movie, right? So it's like kind of yep. like a Billy Madison or, like, almost like a Waterboy-type movie where it's just this, you know, adult man-child mother's boy that yep. is obsessed with Halloween. He's, yep. like, made himself Salem's, like, appointed like Halloween safety enforcement officer. He's like a hall monitor for the And he has like a Swiss <laughs> he has like a Swiss Army thermos that has a like a uh, uh, like a grappling hook in it and all really? kinds of weird shit. But it's dude, it's so funny. It's it's good. If, I'll check it out. You, you, you gotta check it out. You gotta check it out. Uh, so you also mentioned that you had been living in Orlando, Florida. Yep. So for those who might not have listened to the Disney episode that you were on, can you tell us a little bit? You don't have to go in crazy depth, but like what uh, what type of work were you doing down there? Um working at Disney I I'd moved around a bit, but basically I worked uh, either in the parades department, painting the parade floats in Magic Kingdom, or I'd work over uh, at Epcot um, and Magic Kingdom as well uh, in the anima- uh, animatronic industry. So I'd be painting the animatronics and fixing their skin and working with other artists um, and decorators and hairstylists to maintain the figures, the props, and the scenery and the attractions. Late at night when everybody's left the park, we would move in. And we would work uh, till seven in the morning to make everything look uh, like that Disney magic. Just uh, you yeah, know. <laughs> ever since we talked about that when you were first on, I just can't help but think about still like how creepy that must have been at certain points. Walking around those rides like oh, at yeah. night with nothing moving, everything's like just kind of yeah. frozen in place, waiting for the next guest to come in the next morning. It's just got to be a really surreal experience and i know we talked all about it so hey I feel like if you haven't listened yet go listen to the dark side of <laughs> kind of on the, is it jeffrey owens from westworld <laughs> oh oh yeah uh uh jeffrey, uh, jeffrey wright jeffrey wright uh, jeffrey new owens. commissioner gordon uh bernard from westworld yeah it's like yeah. all the, all the, oh, like yeah. the robots the downstairs yeah. that are in storage Just yeah keeping up with them uh, like, you're gonna be a real boy yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's some awesome experience. Like I said, if you haven't listened to the Disney episode that Matt was on earlier, go back and listen. But I know since you were living in the Orlando area, you also had a chance to check out Halloween Horror Nights Light this yes, year. Yes, I did. I did. So, which uh, I mentioned a couple of different times, uh, is featuring two houses during the daytime this year. So there's no nighttime events. It's just two houses. Uh, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and the uh, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Yes. What was your experience like going through those houses? Did you enjoy them? How did it compare to going to Halloween Horror Nights <laughs> in the past? Because I know uh, Kat and I have been, and you've been many times as well. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought Bride of Frankenstein was a great um, a great house. You know, it was, it was so cool. First off, let me say but that we were so disappointed that the event was canceled. You know, a lot yeah. of people... In Orlando, you know, the uh, entertainment industry, the artists, theater, musicians, you know, there's, there's so much effort that goes into that that whole production. And we have such a huge audience that comes every year. So the fact that it was canceled was kind of a punch to the gut for Orlando and yeah. the creative community. But the fact that they still had these two rooms, uh, these two haunts available for viewing uh, just with a park ticket was was awesome. And it, it gave you a little bit of that flavor um, of, of the Halloween Horror Nights and uh, I will say the Bride of Frankenstein one was amazing. I loved it. I mean, the the rooms were so well uh, so well themed, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And you really feel like you got to see all the different monsters and be part of that world. And you know, it was definitely a lot of good scares left and right. Um, but the other one, the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, I thought was the best of the two. It was it was so well done. Um, you really feel like you're in a storybook type of uh, theme and. Uh, 
you know, I, I will say the one thing that detracted from it was that you saw plexiglass left and right because, yeah. you know, with, with COVID going on, you really had to watch. Um, you know, they, they made you wear a mask. They made you use hand sanitizer. And then the plexiglass was kind of giving away where the, where the next guy or girl Scares was going to jump from, out on yeah. you. Yeah. But with, with that said, you know, the, the houses were great and it really impressed a lot of people that they kind of gave back to the community and be like, no, it, Halloween has been canceled, but we're still going to give you something. You know, we're yeah. still going to make it, make it fun and uh, include it with a park ticket, you know. So it was a total blast and I would definitely recommend checking it out. That's awesome. Can, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to see it at least this year and that's, that, that some people are. And I know you said it's a lot of locals and people that aren't really traveling far to get down there uh, on vacation. But, yeah, I, 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 we, I mentioned that before too. But it's just, you know, obviously it sucks for the fans that not to be able to go to Halloween Horror yeah. Nights, right? But it's got to be even worse for the people that are designing that event year-round. Because yeah. like we were talking about before, it's something that there's so much work that goes into the entire year. And just to have that not happen, is just going to be a really especially, shitty feeling. Yeah. Especially when all the work's gone into it, you know, the houses, I'm assuming most of the houses were finished, you know, when they, when they yeah. canceled the event a, a few months ago, so much of the work was already completed. You know, there was so much, right. they had already started casting the actors, you know, and, and costumes were prepared. I mean, there was so much effort that went into this and to, then to pull the plug was really uh, a bummer, but I'm glad they were able to salvage some of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Sounds like you've had a very eventful October. Yes. You've had a very eventful October. Very, very spooky. All right. I promise I will stop interviewing you now. And uh, (laughs) we can get into uh, the reason that you're here tonight, which, of course, is a movie that the four of us just watched together. Pizza in a podcast. My God. Hashtag pizza in a podcast. My God. Talk about a a feel-good movie of, uh, of the fall. Total punch to the gut. And that movie, of course, is 2018's Hereditary, which uh, I had seen one time before this and just watched it for a second time. And watching it for a second time, you kind of, I mean, I I really enjoyed it the first time I saw it, but I picked up on so much more this time around. Uh, So I guess I'll go around the horn here. Overall thoughts on this movie? I know we've, I think we've each seen it twice now, Andrew, unless you've seen it more times. Uh, Twice. What what do you you think of this movie? I think it's 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 my favorite type of horror movie. Is it's a slow burn, yeah. kind of psychological thriller, but at the same aspect, once it kicks into gear, it's like off and like a rocket off the rails. Like this movie gets insane really yeah. quickly, and I know a lot of people like it. Got like um, I feel like people didn't like like the movie as much as I did. Like, other than, like, us, obviously. But, like, I feel like it got, like, a bad fan reception. Maybe they marketed it poorly. Or people just don't like that type of, I don't know, disturbing, unsettling. It's a very disturbing movie. But I I still feel like, and maybe I just am misremembering, but I thought that this was actually pretty well received by critics. Because generally, mostly everything by A24. Well, CinemaScore got a D plus, which is from fans. Okay. So, which is surprising because... And yet, Midsommar, everybody oh loved that movie. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about Midsommar we as, we, as we progress through here. The, the tension that's Midsommar. built in this movie, the score is fantastic, too. The music, the music really is great. I actually foreboding. kind of forgot how good the music was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a slow burn. So I knew I knew for sure when we were going to talk about this, I knew that you would be excited because this oh, seems yeah, like a movie a that is right good up. Good movie. It's like alley. an it's like an it's like a long nightmare is which is like you never know if you're actually in reality or if you're in suspended reality, which is what I like about it. Which is how I like my horror movies. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Yep. 
Should this be, is a this is a horror movie should through be and through. out of the box. Yeah, and just weird and crazy weird. and yeah. bananas. Catherine, what about you? I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. You should watch it. Two thumbs yeah, way way words. up. Two thumbs way way up. Or two thumbs. I'm gonna give it like a thumb and a half. Thumb and a half. Yeah, I mean it's good. So was um, the other half of the thumb was decapitated? Well, I mean the, the other half saved Ooh. for like Saw, or, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or, like, you know, like. So you so wait, you're saying if like you. A, so you're arguing that going forward, if you give a movie on one podcast a half a thumb, you're going to recycle that <laughs> thumb for another potential thumb on another Could movie? Could I? Could I roll over So like, we, if we at some point in the future we talk about like Friday the 13th, you give it like two and a half thumbs? Is that what you're saying? Um, is that... Can I do that? Did that I mean, other I mean, thumb get lost think somewhere? So. You could if you wanted to. But did you lose that Why thumb? Why would you like, do that? No, it didn't get like up your bum. Thumb decapitated. Saw was better. Get amputated my thumb. Yeah, it was good. You liked it. It yeah, was good. It. What it's else? Creepy. It's, it's it's gory. It's scary. It's very creepy. I think creepy. Crawly. It's very creepy. creepy it's very crawly creepy. Is a good uh, definition between the people and the ants yeah. and the insects and the and it's creepy crawly, sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, <laughs> gory too. Very sneaky, gory. Oh, I don't yeah. remember yeah. it being as graphic as it was. So well, this, I, I mean, I guess I flies. like when I think about it now, I do. But like, I was like, oh shit, I forgot about like a couple of these parts here. Okay, so two, yeah, uh, one and a half thumbs from from Gato. Yeah. It's okay. good. It's good. It's, wor- it's worth that's checking like a out. B is plus? it one of my? Yeah. B plus. There you go. Yeah. Okay. It passes. Like nice. B plus is a yeah. is a good grade. That's B means good. B plus means very good. So how many thumbs is a B plus? Three. <laughs> three is a B plus. <laughs> Technically, three thumbs is a seventy-five percent. Okay. Well, no, you only have two thumbs. Well, but yeah. if they're two thumbs way way up, I consider that four thumbs. Could it so. be the collective? Six thumbs of the three podcast okay. hosts. How many out of six? Well, I'm giving it two. I'm giving it two as well. Uh, I know he's giving it two. Yeah, I think I think so, Matt. Yeah. So that's like a 95 percent. That's, that's yeah. well, at least I didn't say it's like 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's a movie that you actually I don't hate didn't it. hate that no. we chose to do nope. a podcast on. Yes. Amazing. Matt, yes. so you asked uh, to talk about this movie on the show tonight. We wanted to have you on. Talk to us a little bit about why you love this movie so much, why you selected it, and why it is memorable to you. Okay, so I think some horror movies are scary. Others make you jump jump a lot. Others are obviously bad, but you enjoy it anyways. Of course. Some of them are laugh out loud. But something about this movie just fills you with dread. And that's the thing that is so unsettling for me. The yeah. first time I saw it, you know, there's a twist in the movie about a quarter of the way through that completely throws you in a different direction. You don't see it coming. It's mm-hmm. horrible. You know, and, and it, it was so unsettling the first time I saw the movie. I remember days later I was still thinking about what did I see, you know. And, and, yeah. and uh, you know, th- there's elements of guilt. There's elements, like I said, of dread, uh, of gore that separate this movie from others because it's so well done. The acting is great. Um, the soundtrack. I mean, e- everything about the movie is so well done that I don't even know where to start. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's a really really good horror movie. It's so, on so many levels. I agree. I'm just going to continue the praise here. Yeah. I I mean, I think you kind of hit on it with everything there. I feel like everything is on point here. So Ari Aster, the director, wrote oh, obviously the director. So he directed it. He also wrote the movie. Yeah. Also wrote and directed Midsommar, which the three of us were not as much fans of. And I definitely do like this movie better. But Andrew, kind of as we were talking about before, I did see a lot of similarities between the two movies when oh. I watched this a second time, like more than I ever even picked up on. Um, but it's very clear that he has a vision. 
He is, you know, an auteur, if you prefer that term. He has a very specific visual style that he follows. All the actors are killing it in this. Uh, Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolf is the kid. Uh, Millie Shapiro is Charlie, I think. Yep. And Dowd is the woman who's in uh, what is she, what's her character's name? I forget, but she's Joan. In, Joan. 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 Yep. Sorry, to she's yell good. No, kind of really, the only main actors in the movie, aside from the stand-ins and the cult people. But uh, I remember the first time I saw this movie, it kind of blew me away a little bit because I had heard a lot of good reviews about it, but I also. Anytime a good horror movie comes out, a quote-unquote good horror movie comes out, our friend James, friend of the show, loves horror as, as much as we do, I always text him and I'm like, hey, did you see this movie yet? And I asked him about Hereditary and he hated it. Wow. And he said, I absolutely hated it. And I was like, Actually, okay. my friend Jen also did Did he that. like Midsommar, yeah. though? I don't remember if he liked Midsommar or not. If he to, liked that but didn't like this, then I don't take I'll, I'll go back through my texts and check. But he, so I was like, okay, so I really don't know what to expect here because I've had a problem with certain horror movies over the last, you know, I don't know, however many years where if the expectations are really high, I've been let down a couple of times. Like when I saw The Conjuring in theaters, I was let down a little bit because everyone was saying it's, really? I really like it now, but at the time when I first saw it, everyone was saying, Oh my god, this is the new Exorcist. Well, they compared this movie to The Exorcist, too. Conjuring. People thought it was going to be. Which I actually think this is... I actually... I had that as a question in a second here. But I actually think this might be more comparable to, like, The Exorcist. It's not even on the same... The it's, not, yeah. it's not even the close, though. It's, it's completely different, though. It's movie. closer than The Conjuring. I Nothing think. is The Exorcist. Nothing That's is completely The Exorcist. Different. But, like... So I think this movie's... Be- yeah, I like it better than the exercise, <laughs> personally, because it's more interesting. It's different. It's unexpected. Yeah, you don't you don't expect it to be going from where it starts to where it finishes. Exactly. The Exorcist, you kind of have an idea where it's going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, I didn't see it going in this direction at all when I first started watching it. Yeah. Which is, I think, what the problem is with Midsommar. Two things wrong with Midsommar. We don't need. Yeah, to we're not gonna make this. this. No, no. But the difference <laughs> why I like this movie better, and it's it's very. It's very simple. The acting is ten times better in Hereditary than Midsommar. Midsommar is like point. a like yeah. watching the Green Inferno when you talk about acting. Like it's like campy kind of just. Eh, it's not See, very I didn't good. even think I really had a problem with the acting in Midsommar. I just didn't really like the story. The, the story. The I wasn't really was a too, fan. It was very obvious. Yeah, I just, you knew what was going to happen. Kind of. It was like watching the Wicker Man. Yeah. To well, me, honestly, it was like it's it's thing. a it's a Wicker Man clone. Impersonation. Yeah. And this is sure. a very culty type movie, but yeah. it, you Which didn't like. feel it coming yeah. until no, it was there. You didn't. Yeah. And then it came. And then. Yeah. But and I mean. It was very creepy so, up until then. Like, very creepy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This, But this movie definitely works for me, I guess, is, is my point. And it contains probably at least, one, at least one of the most fucked up scenes I've seen in a horror movie recently, um, which we'll get into in more detail. And. It's one of these movies that, and I've said it before, I hate the term elevated horror, but this is one of those movies that's considered to be elevated horror because some people question whether it actually even is a horror movie, which it 100% is, because it's more of a family-style drama. But I think that is an element that makes it a good horror movie because, you know, there are some supernatural things going on here. There are some clear metaphors for grief, mental illness, uh, anxiety that can take hold of and essentially destroy a family. And it's not the type of movie that relies on jump scares and cheap scares like a lot of movies do nowadays. Much more of a slow burn, like we were talking about, that builds a sense of dread, like you mentioned, Matt. 
And I my point in bringing it up in comparison to like The Exorcist. So what about, what about my word? I mean, you said dread, and you said that. what about me? <laughs> what you said it was good and you liked it. What else? Yeah, you're creepy. Right. <laughs> creepy. It is very creepy. I want to be involved. It was here. spooky. It's very creepy, like you said. It's very creepy and spooky. But there have been a lot of comparisons for this particular movie and dread and... to pretty much the two horror Amer- American horror movie benchmarks, which are The Exorcist and The Shining. And I have a completely different. I guess I, I would like my, to know my, what you're they're, they're saying. It not not in terms of plot or anything like that, but whether or not you hold this movie in a similar regard to those two movies. Cat. <laughs> um. So are we in, then I sat upstairs, I was like, oh, well, this is like The Shining, it's the the whole, like, light with the thing, literally, though, it's like a light that you see on whenever, am I talking yeah, about Yeah, no, 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 the light, the, like, light, <laughs> the light that they see from time to time, no, I know what you're yeah. talking about, That's how, does that re- how does that relate to The Shining? The Shining, well, it's like a literal, like, shining, get it? Like, oh. shiny, oh, okay. oh, shining, wow. shining like, of no, it's, that's what I said upstairs. I was like, it's like the shiny. It's shiny. So I, I guess. <laughs> all right, all right. If I can be more clear, my question is: You're plenty clear. Do you think that this movie, because people forget, right? So, The Shining, when it came out in 1980, was not well received by critics. The writer of the novel that the movie was based on hated the movie and disowned it. Yeah. The Exorcist was considered the most controversial movie of all time. People were leaving the theaters, throwing up, which I've always wondered if people actually did. Th- like, could you imagine throwing up in a movie theater? I, I mean, could. get at real. The, Come at on. the time, though, maybe. At the time, maybe. You're talking about 1973 for yeah, The Exorcist. Maybe, yeah. My question is, do you think 20 years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, that people will look at Hereditary and say, wow, this is a modern American classic in the like of The Shining or The Exorcist? No. Or what have you. Any, like, you know, whatever... Halloween or whatever, how whatever mo- horror classics you consider question. aggressive to say that it's a tough question because it's hard to compare. I'm not. That. I'm not saying that. Oh, I know. You're I not don't think that. it is because those are two of my all-time favorite movies. Yep. But I can see the comparisons. I understand them. I think this will be a classic. I don't know. It'll be if it'll be on that level. No, it won't. I also think it's weird that people were throwing up during any movie because have you ever thrown up watching a movie no no, no. no that seems like something weirdos do I don't think that's real yeah. sorry I just had to get that off my chest I mean unless what do you you're think? eating but I, I do ball. wonder you know I don't know if it's because it just came out in the last two years and, and I'm you know, you know so excited I saw it and I was just telling everybody about it after I saw it and I wanted to see it again I don't know if there's a hype around it for me that will fade in the next couple decades I don't know if it will be considered a classic I mean, it's a really good movie, so I don't know. How, how do you approach the, the heights of these other movies you mentioned? Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it's, tough, it's tough to beat those two movies. Yeah. All-timers. All-timers. Yeah. But it's a different day and age, too. Like, back then, there was, like, five movies that right. came out in a year. Or, True. I mean, there was more than five, but now there were just movie, movie. True. Movie. So in 20 well, years, there's going to have been, like, thousands upon thousands of movies that come out. So it may get... It doesn't necessarily mean they'll all be of quality. Though. No, they're not going to be of quality, but I'm just saying, like, it, you almost get overwhelmed. Like, half the time, like, there's so many movies that come out now that I'm like, I can't even mm-hmm. keep up. And I'm like, half the time, I don't want to keep up. Like, this is such a good movie, though. Okay. But will it be remembered the same way The Shining is? I don't think so. Because okay. Because that came out in a time when that had never been done before. All right, so you know? let, me yeah. throw, let me throw this at you. Other movies from this decade... More likely, to, more or less likely to be a classic than Hereditary, Doctor Sleep, 
No. Less likely. Less likely than, than Hereditary? Yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic movie, too, but it comes back to the same... The Shining already happened. Point. Doctor Sleep isn't going to Doctor happen. Sleep is better than The Shining, but that's different. I, no, so, all right, so, all right, I apologize. But see, that doesn't even count. I don't know. I think Hereditary is a... Like, it's... I don't know. I think it's a great movie. It's fantastic. But I think if I mention Hereditary to people, like my Nobody my knows. parents, my friends, a lot of people don't haven't heard of it. Right, which... The, and I don't think it has the notoriety of that it yet. Sh- it should. It, it's a but great, it, yeah, it but may down the line. Yeah. yeah. That's, Same that's thing with, I mean. like, music. People talk about, mm-hmm. you know, The Doors and uh, Pink Floyd and stuff. And they're like, oh, the greatest band of all time. Well, mm-hmm. there's a lot of better bands than those. But that was at a time period when that music had just started out and you were first visualizing. Now it's like everybody's inundated with so much other stuff that it's like. Yeah. yeah. Life was a lot There's so much more then. to consume. Just, and even just life yeah. in general is more okay. yeah. convoluted. All right. So while well, we're talking about other movies, right? So <laughs> it's I, going off the rails. Would you count like classics just as like old movies? No, I'm saying I'm saying like where would this rank among the quote unquote new wave of classic car movies that are destined to be classic? Well, what's like a current classic? Um so I'd say like uh, The Conjuring it I would say Doctor Sleep. It. Yeah, um, the old one. No, it's not a movie. <laughs> I don't know movies like that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. I think is a classic. Totally different type okay. of movie than this. Uh, but like you know, I'm just thinking like Saw. Uh, All right, fair, fair. I'm just, fair. I'm, right, I'm, I'm just okay. Saw so okay, okay. All right, okay. So Moving we were talking on. about right. a bunch of other movies. This movie came out in 2018, which was a fantastic year for horror. I'm going to lay some of the other 2018 horror movies that came out. I've seen a lot of these, and there are a lot of good ones. So, after I run through, just tell me what your favorite horror movie from that year was, okay? First one, Annihilation, which was an awesome horror sci-fi movie directed by Alex Garland. Did you see that? I don't view that as a horror movie. I think so. Dude, with the bear scene I mean, and the Portman. alligator. Yes. <laughs> but, it's no, that's a great sci-fi movie. I don't know if I... I think it's a horror, it's a horror-ish it's... movie. Horror, sci-fi horror. Okay, fair enough. Did, uh, Kat, you probably, did you see Annihilation? No. Did you, Matt? No. Okay, we'll move on. Movie that you did see, oh. Bird Box. Oh, okay. I like the movie. Decent movie. Yeah. Yep. Not the best. Okay. Uh, Cam. We both saw that. That movie stunk. That movie was terrible. Yeah, was it that Cam? was really Cam. Cam. It's about a... Some uh, chick who gets upset. It's a girl like... that does, like, OnlyFans. Oh. And well, it's relevant for the times. It, it actually it's, is. It was relevant. And it was basically, dumb. like, there's, like, an internet it's demon like fans. that really steals her identity, and it's, it's really weird, and it got, like, one of those movies that got... Glowing reviews from critics, and I watched it, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just waste yeah. an hour and forty Why? minutes on?" It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, another terrible Netflix movie that came out that year, The Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, that was good. We watched that. Yeah. You liked that movie? Wait, in the the one that was in the ground in the bunker. No, no. that was uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh. That was with John Goodman. That yes. was a great movie. That was great. This one was not so good. This is the one that was in space, and it actually had the Cloverfield monster oh, in it at certain points. Yeah. yeah, this was. It was, was a. Okay. Uh, it was yeah. a good. I'm just going to watch something yeah, I entertaining. Remember, it was entertaining, but it wasn't good. I remember was, Netflix yeah. was sitting on it for a while, and they had a surprise commercial during the Super Bowl. Two and they said ago, right? uh, two years ago. So, yeah, this is 2018. Yeah, so two years ago, uh, <laughs> once the Super Bowl is over, this movie will be live on Netflix. And it was out. And I remember we watched it. I forget where we watched it, but we watched it like right away. And it was like, mm, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. Nothing special. Uh, movie I haven't seen, The First Purge. Haven't Purge movies it. are popular. 
That's when no, the no, first no. Purge movie came out. No, no, no. So there's been multiple Purge movies. Oh, this one happened. It was a prequel called oh, the first. The first oh, Purge. okay. Because I was like, that was been a yes. while. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. So that one, that one came out in 2018. Haven't no. seen it. I've only seen the. the I've, I've only, seen, the I've only seen the very first Purge movie. Yeah, I've only seen the Purge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. The Purge, exactly. Have you seen any of the Purge stuff? I saw the first one, but not the first one. Not the one. first purge. I saw the, I saw, <laughs> not to be confused. With I saw the, number one purge. The singular purge. No. <laughs> the single purge. The purging. Uh, a movie I did see and actually really enjoyed a lot uh, called Ghost Stories. It's available on Hulu right now. It's yeah. a British movie. Oh, uh, I heard good things. Uh, what's his name from Sherlock is in it. Martin Freeman who plays... Uh, not Sherlock. Benedict but the, uh, uh, No, not Benedict Cumberbatch. Watson. Martin Watson. He plays Watson in, oh, in Sherlock. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've seen some of it. was an anthology. That. Yeah. You would love it. I think I've seen some of it. You would and love I it. I do remember it. If you, see, you watch it? Or did you watch it? We watched it together. It you was don't really remember. Really good. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, we watched it? Yeah. It's one of those movies. Uh, <laughs> Goosebumps 2, Haunt and Halloween. Anybody see that? Saw the first Goosebumps. Liked it. It, it was, was good. With Jack Black. I haven't seen this one, though. I haven't either. Let's see. Okay. More Halloween. The Halloween reboot, directed by David Gordon Green, written by Danny McBride. I never came out saw two that years one. ago. You didn't I saw see the, the I new saw Halloween? The Rob Zombie Halloween, which was like I've seen that as well. Twelve years ago. I no, liked I the Halloween uh, sequel. So it's one of those movies where they basically it's a sequel, a direct sequel to Halloween one, and they cut out all the other sequels. Okay, I liked it. I That's it confusing. Good. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. I haven't no, seen no, it. No. Okay. Uh, Insidious, The Last Key. Ooh, I think I did that. see that. I like the Insidious movies. I kind like of a guilty pleasure yeah. for me. I thought that was a good one. I like the Insidious movies. Uh, Mandy. <laughs> what was Mandy about? <laughs> Mandy oh is my a, god. Uh, what a Mandy is a psychological horror, uh, supernatural psychological horror movie with Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, it that is essentially good. all neon lit. Oh my god. Uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, <laughs> Gets into a chainsaw fight with people where they're wielding chainsaws. Really? And it's like there's demonic bikers and all kinds of weird shit. Very trippy, very weird. Dumb. Uh, the Meg. <laughs> that was also dumb. Jason Statham punching yeah, giant supposed, sharks was supposed, supposed to be dumb. Supposed to be dumb. That's like Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, 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 exactly. But with big sharks. Deep Blue Sea is so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, some stupid ones this year, too. Uh, the Nun, we saw that. That's in oh, the Conjuring yeah. universe. That movie stunk. That Nun is scary, though. Uh yeah, she's creepy, but how creepy can it be when it's the same scare twenty five times in a row? Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh movie I loved, Overlord. Did any of you guys see this? No. Nope. It's with Kurt Russell's kid, the one from Lodge Forty Nine, oh. and it's during World War Two, and they get uh, dropped into France uh, fighting the Nazis, and the Nazis develop a serum to turn dead Nazi soldiers into zombies. Wow, Jesus! It is fucking awesome, and it's on Amazon Prime right now. You should totally watch Overlord. Uh, the Predator, which was a, another direct sequel to the original Predator that skipped all the other sequels, which I enjoyed. Anybody see that? That's not the one with uh, Eric Foreman, is it? No, That's different Predators. One. Predators. That I one with Eric Foreman movie. was a good one. I like that I a that lot. Was good. Uh, a Quiet Predator. Place oh, came out in 2018. Movie. Good movie. Very good movie. B plus. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I'm I'm with I'm with Andrew it's, on that. It's the same B plus. thing. Over done. Did you see a quiet place? I did. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was great. Two thumbs, it's, thumbs, it's, it's thumbs right way, way, way up. The first time you see <laughs> one and a half thumbs with Bird Box. No way. Yeah. Bird Box. The, I give one and a half. The thumbs. first time you see a quiet place, it's awesome. And then after that, when you're not seeing it in a theater with that experience, where it's just yeah. quiet for two hours. It's a little different. But you're literally on the edge of your seat All the right. entire Emily Blunt, time. Emily Blunt may give it a two-thumbs. She's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, hey, and she's in it with her real-life husband, John Krasinski. Yep, you're right. So, 
Shocking. That's another movie that should have had a sequel out already at this point. It was delayed because of COVID. Yep. That's sad. Uh, quiet Place, we already said that. Uh, the What's str- it going to be? A quieter place? A quiet, <laughs> uh, quiet Place 2. A real uh, super mm, quiet place. Real super <laughs> quiet. Very, very, very quiet place. <laughs> uh, the Strangers, Pray at Night, we saw that. That was a decent oh, yeah. sequel. Yeah, that was, that was actually not good. bad. Yep. I never saw that. Uh, and then the Suspiria remake, which I did not see and have no interest in seeing. Uh, <laughs> well, Suspiria is fantastic. Movie. The first one's good. Great. I just I heard it was too long and weird. I didn't really watch... Um, I I haven't seen that. No, so that answers that question. Never mind. Okay, moving on. So, uh, out of all those movies, there was way too many. I, I, don't, even I don't even remember what we <laughs> just said. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot. I'll uh, go with Hereditary. Well, there it is. There's there's uh, Hereditary's in, Hereditary. Most Hereditary memorable. is in comparison to all of those movies that came out. It's in better than most of those. Quiet Place. I would say so. Wins. Quiet Place wins for you. I actually really liked Overlord a lot, and I really liked the Halloween reboot. And really? Overlord? That seems like a trashy type. And Ghost Stories was good, too. Is it not? It is, but it's like, it's fun, though. It's, is it like the one it's where, exactly like, what you'd like expect. Is it like the one where there's, like, Nazis on the moon? No. No, not like no. that? Literally, they're in like Nazi-occupied France, okay. and they're trying to basically destroy a Nazi base, and when they get in there, just, they discover that Nazis have developed some sort of serum that turns <laughs> dead German soldiers into zombies. Well, like crazy they, strong they essentially zombies. essentially did that anyway. So it's essentially like, you know, like the zombie Call of Duty stuff? Yeah. It's like that, but a movie, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and it's got Kurt Russell's son in it. Kurt Russell's awesome. He's in awesome movies, and his son's actually really good, too. Lodge 49's yeah. an awesome show. Okay, ready to move on to the next thing? Yes. Born ready. All right, so a couple quick facts about Hereditary before we get into our categories, which we always do. I mentioned this a little bit before, but Hereditary was produced and distributed by uh, Studio A24, who is known for their quote-unquote art house horror films. Uh, They've released some uh, some of the biggest indie horror films over the last several years, including Tusk, which I saw that movie was stupid. Oh, that movie's awesome. You I, like Tusk? I love oh. It's supposed it's so to be weird. Stupid. It's so weird, it's so though. Weird. But it's so creepy. Under the Skin, which is a Scarlett Johansson uh, alien movie. That's a good movie. I don't, I don't think I've seen that one. Scarlett Johansson, seducing yes. men. Very nice, very nice. Uh, the Witch. Yes. Shout out to America's hometown, baby. Yeah. The Witch. Yeah, that movie's fantastic. Filmed at Plymouth great, Plantation. Great, great movie, yeah. I'm actually surprised that you didn't pick that one. I would have thought for sure you wanted to talk The Witch. Uh, have you guys covered that one yet? We have no. not. Oh, we want we to, not. but Kat probably poo-pooed it. because <laughs> not poo-poo this it. This movie is boring. Uh, no, I like that's a great. Witch. That's a great movie. You like that movie? Yeah. Oh. A24. We watched, we, uh, we watched it on a plane, I think. We did watch it on a plane to Mexico. Yeah. Weird it was good. Watch I liked it. Mexico. Oh, I'm surprised that you liked it. Why? Uh, A24 also released Green Room, which is a good movie. Oh, with, uh, uh, with Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Yep. More uh, Patrick Stewart is a Nazi, neo-Nazi guy, skinhead. The Monster. It Comes at Night. Oh, that was good, right? That's a good, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Comes Tonight was good. Uh, Midsommar. <laughs> and The Lighthouse, which I still have oh, not seen. so good. Like, if you like The Witch, you'd like The Lighthouse. Yeah. I Robert mean, Pattinson's phenomenal. I just like the combo of, of Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. I think those are two awesome actors. I just want... I just... I, just, I feel like I, I need to carve out the two hours to sit there and watch them just act off each other and just fucking be weird. And I just haven't... <laughs> Like physically force myself to do it. There's a little too much masturbation in that movie, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, it's two guys like, in a lighthouse yeah, for it's like you don't even an undetermined that. amount of days. It's just it's going. Like we mad, all know what so you're going to do. Yeah, you're yeah. eventually going to. You know, it's weird. Oh, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. So it's very uh, good. yeah. So Hereditary was written and directed by Ari Aster. This is his feature film debut. Uh, he originally wrote this movie to be a straight up family drama, which is something that we kind of talked about a little bit before. 
that uh, kind of exclusively deals with the grief and loss of uh, and loss of loved ones. Uh, Aster saw the potential to turn this film into a horror. St- oh my god, horror. Aster <laughs> saw. Th- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Aster saw the potential of turning this film into a horror story, and he rewrote the script uh, to be what it is today. Uh, had this remained a family drama, Midsommar would have been his very first horror movie. I think he made a good decision there by uh, turning this into a horror story and not having Midsommar be his first because I didn't really like that movie that much. Everyone else I think did. that worked out for the best. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you and I were talking about this earlier, but this movie was actually shot on location in sound stages in L.A. and also in Utah. Really? Over the course of 32 days. Uh, Astor chose Utah because the mountainous landscape was, quote, beautiful and breathtaking, yet also menacing and ominous, which uh, I, I agree with. I feel like there's some beautiful shots in this movie, especially when they do uh, Charlie's funeral, and they're just in the graveyard, and behind them is just this insane mountain range that is yeah. just right there above the tree line. Crazy-looking stuff. It's definitely a beautifully shot movie. That's just, like, one of the best things about it, I think, is it just looks awesome. One of the things I think that part of the cinematography that makes it so good is the fact that how they incorporate, um, the hell's her name? Tony Collette's character. Yeah. Her. Uh, Annie. Her, like, right? dollhouses or whatever it is that she's making. Dioramas. Dioramas. Yes. Into the shots. It's very cool how they, like, it's zoom a, into the rooms and it's, like, turns into the. They're very detailed, very cool. Awesome. And it's a good way of doing some background and exposition without actually having to flash back to prior events. Yeah. An interesting concept to be able to do it. Very different. Yeah. I don't think I can remember anything where they did that before. Yeah. Maybe. It's it's definitely something fresh. Unique. I feel like, you know, as an artist, Matt, you must have appreciated that too. Oh yeah, I feel like it was in, intertwined within the movie. You keep you keep returning to that that workroom where she works on her dollhouses or her dioramas and I feel like it's this this, this constant theme that goes through the movie, which typically would, I don't know, be something lighthearted or uh, childlike, but there's a kind of a, a darkness to Incredibly it. Right? Dark. Incredibly dark. <laughs> it's almost like dark. she's a puppet master. Right. Playing yeah. all the, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's some weird, like, they show, obviously, you know, her mom uh, in, you know, hospice, dying of cancer. There's that weird, weird, weird one that we picked up on where it's like, Clearly, the first son is born, and it's like one of them in bed, like trying to breastfeed, and the other woman is standing in the doorway with like one of her breasts out, like just super uncomfortable, weird shit. But yeah, very uncomfortable. Yes. Very cool way of uh, of telling some backstory. Awkward, creepy. Yeah, lots of. <laughs> so obviously, this is definitely not a very uh, a feel good movie. This is a movie about uh, depression and suffering. And Astor definitely said that he wanted to make uh, a movie about suffering that took suffering seriously. Yeah, that's pretty serious. It <laughs> was uh, very depressing. And he drew inspiration from a few classic horror movies. I uh, haven't seen all these, but obviously Rosemary's Baby is one. You get those vibes there. Uh, Don't Look Now in the Innocence. Apparently he drew uh, influence from all three of, of those particular movies. Uh, Tony Collette, main actress. She was awesome. Awesome. Awesome job in this movie. Sneaky horror veteran. Okay? So she's been in... This is it. She's been a lot. So she's been in Hereditary. She was in a movie called Fright Night, the remake of the Fright Night uh, 80s movie that came out in 2011 with Colin Farrell, which I don't think you've seen. My heart. Uh, He was also (laughs) in, uh, excuse me, she was also in Krampus. Oh, that's right. She was the mom in Krampus. Right, 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 right. Uh, She was the mom in The Sixth Sense, 
way oh, back in the day. Wow. You know what? This is telling me she has the perfect face for crying and sorrow. Well, her she's like a she's sad an excellent dog. She looks like a sad dog. <laughs> she does a great Very job. Very expressive face. No, yeah, yes. she's got a perfect, yeah. like, it's almost like a hound dog, like, just... No offense to Lee. I'm not saying how she looks. I'm not saying the way she looks, but she just has a very good way of making it look very. She just looks sad. Yeah, she, it's perfect for her. Yeah, she has a lot of like features on her. A lot of like, range. Like yeah, yeah. She's a very long face. Yeah. Um, Why the long face? Yes. She's like Droopy Dog. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. She's also in a, a stupid 2019 Netflix horror movie called Velvet Buzzsaw that I watched. That movie mm. stunk. I've seen that movie. Mm. Did you like it? Not bad. Yeah, so it kind of reminded me like the Italian like horror type of movies. The Giallo you movies. You just hate Gyllenhaal. I don't hate Gyllenhaal actually. I like Gyllenhaal a lot. I dude, I loved him in Prisoners. I loved him in Nightcrawler. But he's like the same. Hey, he's. I mean, Donnie Darko is a good movie, yeah, but Donnie he's just kind of whatever good. in that, I guess. Uh, oh, uh, Zodiac. Donnie Darko's on there. Oh, Zodiac. Zodiac. I'm surprised you didn't like Velvet Buzzsaw. I didn't like it. Yeah, I was just not was a fan. he in? Um, uh, was he in the one with Amy Adams too? Oh, Nocturnal Animals. That's a great movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't oh, seen it. You'll like that. You'd like that movie. Somebody told me. Was it you? Who told me you watched that? Like no, recently? Seth had recently. Seth seen Seth it. watched it. Okay, that's a very yeah, yeah, yeah. underrated movie. Very weird. I heard it's very odd. Very strange. Yeah. It's almost. It's like a. All right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, just I'll watch give Nocturnal it. Animals a shot. You really hate Jake. I don't hate him. I like. I actually like a lot of movies that he's in. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why you think I hate him. Um. Matt, you and I were talking about how there's a lot of foreshadowing in this movie. And when yeah. you watch it for a second time, you kind of pick up a lot of it. So, also a couple of cool horror Easter eggs in this movie as well. So, the first scene that shows Peter at school uh, cuts to the chalkboard in the classroom that he's in. The words, escaping fate, are on the, cl- are, are on the chalkboard. Oh, mm. I didn't read it. That's Same uh, two words that were on the chalkboard in Laurie Strode's first scene on screen in school in the uh, original Halloween movie directed uh-huh. by John Carpenter. And they're talking about the exact same story and the exact same themes. So, cool little callback there. Fun. And, as a little extra little nerd fact here, uh, this movie was released on the same day that the first trailer for the Halloween reboot came out. All connected. So, a little well, bit of nerd trivia. Okay, <laughs> fair, right, right, right. fair enough. Uh, back to the foreshadowing. Multiple scenes that do this. Just some of the ones that I kind of, when I read about and saw the second time, just kind of stuck out to me. The symbol that's shown throughout the film that's particularly on the necklace that Annie and her mother both wear... Uh, is the real seal of the demon Paimon as shown in old texts of demonology. So that's actually, if you go look it up, it's actually the, the real one, because Ari Aster did his research and wanted to incorporate it into the movie. Okay. Uh, during the party scene, just as Peter enters the room to uh, get with his little girlfriend there, uh, some of the kids that are in the room are watching a black and white video on a laptop of someone being beheaded on a guillotine. Which foreshadows, obviously, everything got wow. their head cut off in this goddamn movie. People, birds, you yeah. know, all kinds of stuff. And one that we all kind of noticed in this rewatch, when Peter and Charlie are on their way to the party, they're driving on the highway, they drive past the telephone pole that eventually decapitates Charlie, and on that telephone pole is the symbol itself. Well, they definitely zoom in on it for a second. They zoom like, on they it. intentionally You see it, and it just goes to show that, uh, you know, Paymon's, uh, you know, the people that were doing Paymon's biddings mm-hmm. kind of had everything planned out from the get-go to get that uh, to get that spirit into well, Peter. Uh, Paymon symbol is actually generated from its three heads hanging from his horse while he's riding it. Yep. So it requires three beheadings. Yeah. To summon him. Huh. 
essentially. Wow, I did not I know that. I didn't that. know so that. They, they, yeah. have, like, <laughs> they have um, the Grandma. matriarch's son yep. who committed suicide. Yep. Then you have Charlie. Yeah. Which I think is interesting that her name is Lee, Charlie. You mentioned name is uh, you mentioned the matriarch's son. Mm-hmm. So Tony Collette's brother. Did you notice that when she was in the support group, she was talking about when her brother hung herself in her mother's bedroom. He was schizophrenic, and he accused his mother of trying to put people in him, which is what she uh, is literally what she was trying to do. And yep. he was not schizophrenic; he was uh, trying yeah. to he resist. Was being possessed. Pain yeah. On. yeah, being and so possessed. Tony Collette's character was the third. Beheading, correct. Like, that was the most disturbing scene, I think. Uh, yeah, that was that was totally. Do we get to talk up. about that now? Um, oh we can talk. We can talk about that before we move on to that. So, since we kind of already talked about the decapitation scene with Charlie, okay? Want to hear something a little gruesome? Yeah. So <laughs> more gruesome yeah. than that. So the decapitation <laughs> scene it. with uh, with Charlie <clears throat> drew inspiration from and was very similar to a real life event that occurred in Marietta, Georgia, back in two thousand and four. Okay, guy and his friend were in a pickup truck. Driving home after a party drunk. Passenger thought he was going to be sick, stuck his head out the window in case he needed to throw up. Driver accidentally swerved near a telephone pole. Guy's head was decapitated. Guy driving was so smashed, did not even know that his friend's head fell off. Drove home, walked out of the car, passed out, didn't even know what happened until the morning. That's insane. This was on IMDb listed as a trivia uh, as trivia about the movie. So I was not able to find anything that uh, that verified that. I'm just telling it's on IMDb. It doesn't seem far fetched. I could see it happening. No, it doesn't. I mean, I would think Maddie G could testify to this. You worked at Disney, so when they say, "Please keep your arms." And legs inside, inside the vehicle. Mm-hmm. The vehicle. They mean There's it. a reason for yeah. that. Absolutely. You don't want that shit to get taken off. No. Especially your head. Um, <laughs> one thing, this this movie has impacted me on my daily life uh, in one particular way. How so? Every time I am in the car with Otis and I have the windows down in the back and I'm driving down a street that has stuff on the sides of the roads... I am so nervous, and I always make sure like he cannot stick himself like far out enough to have. I got an idea for you. Mm -hmm. When you're driving down the road, whatever side the side is on. Sometimes I like to give him both. Right? Yeah. Sometimes I like to give him both. Well, here's the problem, though, is that Otis is a insane dog, Ah. and if I roll down the window on the driver's side, what he does is, is he hangs out the window. And he barks at people walking on the sidewalk, and then he lunges and bites and tries oh, to know, attack so oncoming the... cars. Yes. So that's what he does. So... so I roll the other window down because it's away from traffic. Don't you have an, uh, like a straight jacket for him then? I, I know. Clearly I... he shouldn't be allowed out in public. He used to have a seatbelt. used to have a harness that you'd tie into like, the seatbelt that would prevent him from like trying to get out the window or whatever. But Oh! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's it's a pretty funny, though, when he scares people when they're walking down the street. <laughs> it must be hilarious. Oh, it's, for us, it's great. Yeah. I will say, while we're on the topic of this scene, (laughs) you know, when you go into a horror movie, you kind of expect certain things, right? Especially Mm -hmm. if you're really into horror. And I feel like what made this movie so good is this particular scene where she loses her head on the way home from the party. It's a great point. It absolutely throws you in the opposite direction of where you thought the movie was going. Well, you know, out of the blue. You feel like you're in the driver's seat. Okay, we got a creepy girl. We got a creepy grandma. She just died. You feel like you know what's going on. And when she is killed... It just it adds such an element of guilt and dread, and just oh. it completely mixes up 
the direction. You well, have no yeah, idea what's going to exactly. happen. Exactly. For starters, you first off, you don't think that she's going to die first. No, no. Ever. No. Second off, you don't think it's going to happen that way. Yeah. Third off, who's serving fucking chocolate cake at a high school party? Mm. Seems weird. Yeah. We're you getting, think it would be like a weed drunk instead of a smoking cake with weed. Nuts. Let me make a cake with peanuts. That yeah. Maybe happen. she was just I trying to be never a good been hostess. to a high school no party idea. where there was cake served. Hmm. Maybe I was going to the wrong parties. I was going to say, I'm like, mm. would you complain if there was though? If there was, you'd be excited. If there was peanuts in it, fuck peanuts. Uh, I, think it was I don't walnuts. want that in a cake. Yeah, I think it was walnuts. No, yeah, that's people that make brownies with walnuts can go fuck off. That's gross. <laughs> so I feel bad for that girl. She had to eat dirty walnut brownies before she died. Oh god. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, dude. And kind of you said it. So not only does it break the taboo of like this, this girl is like in the trailers and like the artwork and stuff, and you think she's gonna be a good part of the movie, then oh, yeah. she dies early. But also, it is a child. Getting very graphically decapitated on screen. That is also, I feel like it's like kind of an unwritten rule in some horror movies. A lot yeah. of them have like broken it like over time, but you usually don't see a child get it no. that way in a horror movie. Like, but did, it, it's did, rare. Did it really upset you that much? It shocked me more than upset, upset me. Upset you because it yeah. didn't upset me. Because so he, I was like, this girl's cutting off bird's heads. But here's like, the thing. You, really you get you get to experience the horror of seeing it firsthand. Yeah. And then you get to relive it like five minutes later when the mom sees, yeah. sees her in the car. Oh, right. you know? yeah. So good. Like, but who, so can, who can get mad at the kid for that reaction? Like, if you were put in that situation and you were high as fuck, if you were driving your sister home also and she got shock. decapitated yep. and you were in shock, you would probably go, I can't function or deal with this right now so I'm just going to go lay in my yeah you would do the same thing I mean I would I don't think I would be able to react to that very well so I don't blame him for reacting the way he did he's going right to bed (laughs) that kid's had a traumatic life up to that point Uh, yeah for sure for sure Uh, his mother almost burned him and his sister alive and then told him I (laughs) I was trying to have a miscarriage I tried to have a miscarriage several times oh that actually was a dream I think they did right it's hard to keep track of yeah. it's just like it bounces around so like, much can we go back to how terrible you feel for this girl who like yeah i feel like i felt so bad for her since the beginning because clearly she has some sort of problem she's on the spectrum or something yep. and like her mom I think you're is, meant to her yeah. mom is like dragging her being like you should know to wear a sweatshirt and whatever and blah blah and, like giving her such a hard time and like physically like pulling her and like pushing her and whatever and i'm just sitting there i'm like she clearly has something wrong with her. Like, of course, but I, I think one of the things that makes this movie one of the things that makes this movie such an uncomfortable viewing experience is that it kind of deals with like the ugly side like of domestic grief. violence and like. Well, I wouldn't even go as far to say as domestic violence, but it's just like the ugly side of grief and yeah. being a parent, right? right. Like well, you have to yes. think like, okay, parents out there have probably thought some really strange and dark things at certain times, but normally you probably don't open your mouth and say them. But I feel like this is just like when shit hits the fan and you are at the end of your rope, you kind of just say everything that pops into your mind. Unless you're Steve. Yeah. I feel bad for Steve more than anyone. Dude, he actually was trying to keep his family together. And I would have left that woman uh, like eight years ago. (sighs) The fact that he was able to keep it together dealing with what was going on and her just being like insane yeah. the whole time. I guess at that point, I mean, you could ar- you could argue, yes, I wouldn't debate you, but, like, is it better to have him in a situation with the father and the mother at that point, or no? I mean, I don't know. It's I think none of not. them should be around each other. <laughs> no. Yeah. Tony well, Collette hey, hey, should be in, like, an hey, insane asylum. He'd, uh, he'd still be alive if he took the kid away, because he wouldn't have been burned alive right? by that book burning. Yep, he would have been gone. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the ending in this movie real yes. quick? Yeah. And, uh, 
kind of how far and how fast it goes into absolute fucking batshit lunacy as soon as... Like, it's kind of happening to... Everything's happening to uh, Peter and Annie and Steve. Is it Annie? Annie and Steve, right? Annie. Was, Annie Steve, and Steve, Peter, all at the yep. same time in separate locations, right? Like, Peter's having the, the fucking freak out at school where he's breaking his nose off the table... Uh, Annie goes up to the attic. She discovers her mother's headless corpse with candles lit in the attic. Yep. And then Steve gets burned alive when she throws the book into the fire. And then everything just goes even crazier when you think it can't go even further into into the crazy. It's just in, like I forgot how intense the ending of this movie was. Yep. You feel you feel the buildup. It's just so you're like you're, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's I so can good. compare the ending of this movie to one other movie and I don't know who directed it mm-hmm. but I love it. And I don't know if you liked it or if you've seen it yet mm-hmm. but it was um, Mother. Yep. Yes. yes. You see that? Jennifer yes. Lawrence, right? Yeah, I love that movie and I feel like it's the same type of ending different but it's like just at the end it's like that shit yeah. balls to the walls yeah. you're like what the fuck well, is Well I, I would argue that entire movie is that shit crazy. I love that movie. Absolutely. I think insanity. that movie's phenomenal. Just gets so weird. Just total Aronofsky out there in fucking Oh, that's field. who it is. Aronofsky. Yeah, Aronofsky. Yeah, I didn't really like Mother that much. I like this movie. I think I like this movie much more than I like. I think that Mother. movie's... But I, I can see... I can a see, bad rap. I can see what you're saying. I, I think a lot of people were kind of turned off at, again, a lot of the graphic violence. It's actually... It's probably a similar type I of movie. I think it's a similar type. It's a good type. comparison. I think it's yeah, very similar. Mention it. Yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good comparison. I think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the ending just absolutely blew me away. Even this time, I was kind of glued to the screen. This type of movie, like, when you get to that point, it, you know, for most of the movie, you're not on your phone for this. You're fucking paying attention to kind of oh, what's yeah. going on. And, you're, and you're, at the end of the movie, your eyes are on every corner of the screen. Yes. The full oh, yeah. the background. For, yeah, it's... Creeping around in the background. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. When, whenever she's oh, up, like, in the corner. In the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> swimming. Bye. Oh, my oh, my God. So good. Uh, do you guys consider this to be a movie that genuinely frightens you? Is this movie scary? Yes. Yeah, I think with, there's so much unknown, especially when with the first watch, the first time you see it, there's so much you don't understand what's going on, and you're trying yeah. to piece it together. It it leaves you very a very unsettling feeling. I agree with that. Yeah. Unsettling is a good word to describe it. This yeah. feels like a fever dream. Yeah. What about you, yeah, Andrew? Hundred percent. Yeah. Unnerving, unsettling, fever dream. It's my type of movie. So yes, I don't necessarily think it's scary, but it makes me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. It's almost like you like. Do I want to watch this or do I want to just turn it off? Yeah. I, I challenge any listener to watch this movie and not leave with a sense of dread. Yeah. It is so horrible. I, <laughs> but it's I, so good. Like when we were watching You're going to take it, a shower after Yeah, this. yeah, exactly. And when I was watching it, I was kind of just like – so we were watching it upstairs in the living room and I was like pacing around the kitchen watching it with like anxious, nervous energy because I was just like, oh my god, this movie makes me feel so fucking icky. Like – but – uh what was I going to say? I had a good point and I just lost it. Fuck. Um, go ahead. I was going to say that um, I will probably go to bed tonight hearing that noise. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will probably close my eyes, try and go to sleep, and all of a sudden think to myself, and I'm like, yep. yep. Great. Not Wonderful. Go, not I'm not going to be able to sleep, sleep tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, little, the little weird things, I, I got it again, the little weird things that also creep me out that made you laugh, and I thought it was yes. super fucking weird. Nervous giggles. From the very beginning. They're at the funeral, and Charlie looks over her shoulder, and there's some weird, creepy guy, and he just smiles at her like, 
hey, Paimon, like, hey. And, and like, all the cult, yeah, on. he's naked later on. All the cult members just randomly show up and they just, like, wave, like, just to go see their demon that they've summoned. Like, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> oh still voting for Paimon 2020, I baby. I, like, never, like, here I, I can't believe I didn't pick up on that on the yeah, first watch of this dude, movie. I, know, I didn't realize right? how culty this movie was. So culty. Yes, so yes. culty. I was like, oh. Oh, well, because right. you don't yeah. know until the end, really. No, but I should have picked up on it. But you get that something's going on, but you don't really maybe understand. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was on my phone too much watching it the first time. Maybe it's possible. But, yeah, I don't know. There's just so much about this movie that that's creepy. So many layers. You know? um, it's like an onion. Yeah. Is this the type of movie where, where you have a favorite scene, or is it kind of just the whole movie is oh, an experience? I got a favorite scene. Yeah, go ahead. And the stupid girl gets her head. <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite part of the movie because I How couldn't. How did I know you were going to say that? She drove me insane. I knew you were going to say that. I was hoping that. she would die at some point. Yeah, but she was, What's she, even better? Girl, she needs some help. She needed no, to be paid attention didn't to. Help. She's lost her grandma, she man. she bothered like, me and her grandmother was weird and she was weird. And when the ants were crawling on her face after her head came off, I was like, oh. Oh, so gross. Weird. I mean, how, how effective, yeah. how <laughs> effective <laughs> is this as a film that you don't ever see the grandmother alive on screen and she is so creepy regardless just from the photos Actually, I guess you see her when she calls to Charlie and she's in, like, circle of fire in the middle of the field, like, with her back turned naked to her. Yep. Just so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Also, why is her name Charlie? Charlotte, maybe? Yeah. Um, or her grandmother's name is Lee. Oh. Charlie. Charlie. Right. And, wait, yeah, yeah. what was the, um... Oh, yeah, C-H-R-L-E-I-G. Oh, fuck, That'd be kind of cool. That's kind of a fun name. Queen Lee. Yeah, remember the picture at the end. Yeah, Queen Lee. Oh, right, Queen Lee. Queen Charlie, Queen Lee. right. There's okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, anybody have a beef with anybody in the cast? The son. Just because he doesn't look like no, he's the he was son. phenomenal. Acting. He was great. Okay, his, okay, act, his I, acting is fine. I'll grant you that. I will grant you that he does not look like the family. He doesn't look anything. Like I the think family. he kind of looks like mm. the dad. You no. try. You try. Same to, hair. No, same no, fucked up no, nose. No, you try to. You try to make a connection. First off, I don't really. Like, well, it's, dist- it's distracting. I will give you it's that. It's very distracting. First off. There's a lot of people that are out there that don't look anything like their parents. True. So sure. that's fine. I would. Per- I don't care about that. I'm all about good acting. Colette was good. The dad was good. Even though, like you said, he kind of went in and out of that. Yeah, Gabriel Irish Gabriel Byrne was uh, kind of the brogue was poking out a little bit more and more as the movie. How did they not like pick up on that though while they were filming and be like, hey, by the way, maybe you're he American. Maybe okay, so well, to. so he he might have been Irish in the movie, an Irish immigrant yeah. that has just progressively lost his right. brogue more and more living in America. That's possible. But or they just were like whatever. It was unclear. Yeah. Well, they just didn't tell his backstory because he didn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the least <laughs> I think important that was person. Intentional though, because I feel like. One of the messages of the movie was kind of like, "He's not blind. hey, like, like this type of shit can happen to any family if sure. the circumstances go wrong enough." Yep. I think they did a job, a great job casting in that movie. I did too. I, I actually, I agree with you. I, I don't think the kid looked like the parents, but I mean, he was phenomenal, and I well, think I mean, he actually was probably asked to do as much as, if not maybe a little bit more than Tony Collette was in that movie. Yeah, some of the notes that he was asked to hit. Where he's going insane in school. He's the one that accidentally kills his sister. He, he has smashes to... his face off the desk and yeah. backs That's out. crazy. That's really that's a good. Crazy he does a really scene. good job. Yeah, the that. kid's a good actor. That's that's a good job. His facial acting is very good. Yeah. Yes. Like before he smashes his nose. Yeah. Very good. Oh, and good. then at the very end, he has to make it seem like he is walking up that those treehouse that treehouse ladder, excuse me, as Charlie. 
he's supposed to be Charlie in his body because that's essentially what right. he is. So he has right. to put on a different face for that and do that a little bit differently. So he does a good job. Yeah, but I had I had zero problem with any of the casting here. All phenomenal. I think it's What's probably one of the biggest biggest strengths of the movies. Yeah, of the, the uh, of the movie. Excuse me, the Joni. Lef- the leftovers. Yeah, Joni was she great. She was she's Joni. perfect for that. You, did you see the love? You, did you see leftovers? No, I hadn't seen it. No. Uh, who died the best in this movie? Uh, the Tony piano Collette. wire, Charlie. Tony Collette, Charlie. Ah, oh, the piano, piano wire was, was so good because yeah. mm. the the beginning, like where they find the piano fold over, you heard the keys. Kind yes, of, and which then she's I up there didn't and pick up slowly, on until this time. Like, and then you you called it, Matt. Like the yeah. piano, like the thing was open. Yeah, you could see, and then she yep. was just up well, on the ceiling again. That was something again. that I actually had to kind of look away from because it was just so, D- so yeah. That was gross. So yeah. That was disgusting. It goes like full horror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was gross. Both both of those two deaths were gross, but also. Uh, Steve got a pretty hard tip. Yeah, and Steve, that was unexpected. Steve just trying to be a good husband, man, trying to support his wife. From saying, but hey, that was fast, and it was over. You fast. crazy. You need help. And the, shock, you, yeah. the shock factor was great in that. Yeah. The first oh. time I watched the movie, and he got scorched <laughs> by the fire. When you've been told it's going to be her, yeah. it plays with your mind. It's just yeah. really well done. Well, I didn't like it that it was magic fire, and the whole house didn't go up. Just, so just I didn't in, like that. Just magic. <laughs> again, again, <laughs> you have to kind of suspend disbelief slightly here a little That's bit. That's fine. I know. I understand. Conjured spirits burning thing. somebody alive. <laughs> just work with it. It's fine. Uh, I already know the answer to this. This is more of a psychological thriller. Could you see this making a good haunted attraction? Absolutely, yes. yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I would be interested. To see, depends on how you... Like, okay, how actually, yeah. Do yeah it, you're right. I mean, how you can have her with a piano wire. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking out loud. So it's one of the categories we always cover. Could you see 2022 Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights Orlando presents Hereditary based on the 2018 movie? I think it would be tough to pull off. Like that's the thing. Like a lot of those scenes would be very difficult to like the scariest scenes in those movies or the most horrific, like the decapitation of the girl. They could recreate those scenes. I think. But I don't know if they could build on the sense of dread and horror in, in the movie. But, again, if they were going to do it, they'd be the ones to do it. They turned the fucking Shining into a haunted house yeah. that was actually pretty good. Well, well so. that's not... That sounds like that would be fairly... Well, like, this takes place in a house. Why yeah. wouldn't it make uh, The Shining? Set? I was going to no, say that the, the biggest benefit to the movie is that most of it is in this house. You yeah. Know? So yeah. why it's, wouldn't it make a good You know, and, and it would make a great haunt because you could just be, you know, in different rooms and experience different characters like a, and different, half different open deaths. Like a house with, like, everything cut off, like, half of it cut off and it's each room. Yeah. And you can even and have, like, Joni's apartment, yeah. like, yep. as its own thing. Like, yeah. that, it's all, like, takes place in houses or... Yoni. Yeah, and the climax of the haunt could be the the haunted the uh, True. the, the treehouse tree itself. House? Yeah, okay, you know, all right. you could work your way right into it. You guys talk me into with it. all the red light. You can picture yourself. Oh, in oh, it, right? yeah. <laughs> that'd, that'd be scary. I'd yeah. absolutely. Go I would actually that. be more scared of that than most. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, you, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Is this movie deserving of a sequel? Would you like to see more Hereditary? No, I don't see how you could do a sequel. Can... I don't think so either. Charlie. I think that would be overkill. Mm. Charlie's Revenge. Charlie's Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Charlie as Peter walking around just trying to. Well, now could you do a, emulate could people? You, just bang, could bang, you bang, do bang. a prequel with the grandmother and the son? Yes. That would be an interesting yeah. angle. Yeah, because they do reference a lot of things that you don't see. Right. right. Yep. That's, I mean, you that's could for sure. do start of the cult. Mm-hmm. What happens after he's summoned? And what's up with the weird like Tin Man head statue thing? That's it's like a pagan thing. Paymon. It's Paymon. I, yeah, I know. I get it, but he looks. I, th- I mean. 
the head. We're, I feel I know that's, it's her that's head. Her head. I head, know yeah. that. And I the mean, whole thing is, Paymon is a male. Oh. Well, he, he's he's got a male's body with a female's head. So that's the whole reasoning behind that. So he's the host. I just thought it could have been a little stronger. Besides, like a, it looked like a scrawny You're tin man. A with a this is where the body. half a thumb came off, was that? Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> this right. is a little corny. Okay. That's all. all right, fair enough. If only they had <laughs> Tobin Bell in it. it two Tobin Bell. Who is the MVP of this movie? I think it's obvious. Matt, who do you think? What's her name? Nikki Collette? What's her name again? Uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony yeah. Collette, yeah. She, she was just... Her awesome. her face throughout the movie and watching her, her just her, watching her spiral downwards, yeah. oh, you know. Yeah. And once you start to really see how manic she is, she's such a good actress. Yeah, yeah she's just phenomenal. Was incredible. she in Weeds? No, you're no. thinking of somebody else. Oh no, uh, Laura Linney. Never mind. <laughs> what was she, what show was she in? I know she was in Sopranos. Tony oh, Collette wasn't know. in Sopranos. No, what the fuck was she in? What am I talking? I don't know. About? Uh, Krampus, The Sixth Sense, Knives Out. Uh, oh yeah, she was Knives Out. She wasn't in a show. She's never been in a show. I don't think You're so. You're making me seem crazy now. Well, okay. You might be. I feel crazy. Yeah. TV shows. Cat, who out. was your uh, who was your MVP? I'd say Charlie only because I might have nightmares about her. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I got to go with Peter here, the son. I yeah. think he was Create oh, the I, I just think the actor who played him I think his name is Alex Wolf was phenomenal. Yeah, that was a show. United States of Terror. Sorry, that's <laughs> no, but she plays like uh, schizophrenic in that show. Oh. You watched so that she, show? I've seen that show. It's not, uh, it's not a bad show. Are you judging me? Don't be judging. I'm not judging. Not judging. Not a bad show. That's okay. That's all right. All right. Who's your MVP? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean. It's when lame, her head gets lame. decapitated, no, it's, it's going to be like no, it's lame <laughs> that be, moment. It's lame to have Tony Collette as the same one for everybody. But yeah, that's I didn't know. I kind of no. didn't say that. I didn't well, say that. You say? No. I wasn't that was just me. I, I said, said Peter, the son. And he Pete. said Peter. So give, yeah. your, Charlie. give, give, your, vote to, yeah. give your vote to Steve. Steve. Tony Collette. <laughs> yeah. Tony Collette. No, Steve. Steve <laughs> deserves it. Steve the pirate? After oh, all, he's poor Steve. Poor Steve. There's a pirate on our team? <laughs> We've been a pirate on our team the whole time. I just, every time I hear the name Steve, I think of Steve the Pirate. I can't like not think of Steve the Pirate. Oh, Dodgeball's a great movie. Oh, awesome. <laughs> a great movie. Win! Average Joes! Alright, any final thoughts on Hereditary, you guys, before we uh, put a bow on this bitch? Um, no. No? I would say, if you've seen the movie once, give it a second watch, because you yeah. see a lot of things. That's a, lot of, a lot of details. It just, it... You know, I already loved the movie after my first watch, but after I saw it a second time, I realized why I loved it because it's just yeah. so well done. There's so much detail. The horror is great. The dread that it, that builds throughout the movie is so good. And you know, you you walk away not feeling like a feel good movie. It's not that kind of movie, you but walk away feeling mm. terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you feel terrible. But how amazing that this movie is able to make you feel like that. Mm. That's good directing. To me, know? there's nothing better than a movie that can make you feel so bad. <laughs> no, like one of my favorite movies is The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh, I've seen that. That's a terrible movie. Because that movie, movie makes you feel good. so terrible. awful. Like, if what you can you invoke see the boy in that type of pajamas. I saw that. It's about Auschwitz, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a sad story. Yeah. yeah. About the, the, the German kid whose dad's like a soldier, and then 
the poor Jewish boy that's stuck in the concentration camp and they become friends and then he's like, I want to play catch with you yeah. and he sneaks underneath the fence and they both get gassed in the chamber at the end. It's terrible. Not, yeah. a, not a feel-good movie. No, no but it, 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 if, like you can make it, if you can make a movie that makes you feel that bad, you've done something. Yeah. It to makes me, you that, feel to something. Me, to me, that's mm-hmm. harder than any other movie to make. Okay. So, right. A+. Plus for a plus. Two, two thumbs. Two way, thumbs. Way, way up. Way, way up. <laughs> plus a pinky. <laughs> When it ends, though, it just ends. Like, how do they find? Like, does anyone find like the bodies? And we're no. not. It's, it's this is an unsolved mysteries. It's yeah. A movie. Yeah. I think... Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, which you didn't mention so in the speaking news, speaking of uh, Angela Lansbury, it's going to oh, come out it's... after it's out. Yeah. Unsolved mysteries came out three weeks ago. <laughs> this is just going to create more for me to edit. <laughs> I'm just skip it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk about Angela Never. Lansbury. So, do you know what Angela Lansbury's up to these days? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Matt said it best for me. Uh, this is a movie that's worth a rewatch. If you've only seen it once, you, you got to watch it again because it's well uh, you'll pick up on a lot of stuff that you didn't notice the first time, which is what happened to me tonight when I watched it. And it's just a really good, really scary, really creepy movie. So couldn't rank, re- uh, couldn't recommend it more highly. But I think that's all we got, guys. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, I guess before we wrap up, I want to say thanks again for listening to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Uh, my name is Mike. Thanks again to Andrew. Thank you to Kat. And most of all, thanks to our guest, Matt Gilbert. Matt, Thank you. Thanks Appreciate so much, it. man. It was great to have you on. Awesome movie. Had a great time watching it with you and talking with you about Thanks it. for having me. I really appreciate that. Of course. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, if anyone wants to keep up with you, do you have an Instagram or a Twitter or anything that you want to plug or YouTube? Uh, yeah, my Instagram is mattzap44, M-A-T-T-Z-A-P-4-4. And uh, I occasionally post some artwork I'm up to or my travels or, uh, you know, things that I'm interested in. I'm, I awesome. love I love music. I love Spotify. So you can follow me on Spotify as well. I love making playlists. Oh my gosh. But I, I can't beat Kat with her playlist of... Uh, what was it? Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac and Cheese. Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac and Cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's a good title. That's a good playlist yeah. too. I've heard that numerous times. <laughs> Mac and Cheese. I will oh, say I do look forward to your. Uh, yeah, and it's actually coming up. Oh my god, kind of quickly. Uh, your end of year uh, worst, the worst song, song Facebook poll. That you oh do, yes. Uh, there's always. I feel like we agree on quite a few. Yep. So I'm looking forward to the 2020 version. The worst songs of 2020. Oh, yeah. that's way better than the best songs. Yeah. Of 2020. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt does it every year. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. I look forward to it. <laughs> yep. All right, well, here's where you can find us on social media. As I mentioned last uh, week, or excuse me, as I mentioned a few weeks back, we are now on YouTube. We have our own channel. You can just search for America's Hometown Horror. Same thing on Facebook. Just search for America's Hometown Horror. You can also tweet at us at at Hometown Horror. You can find us on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can send us an email at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also listen to our show on anywhere you pretty much get your podcast. That includes Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Amazon Music, and wherever else that may be. Again, my name is Mike. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you listening. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. Say goodbye to your listeners, folks. Adios, amigos. Bye. Bye now. Happy Turkey Day. Woo. Oh, my gosh. Turkey. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. 
If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's hometown horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.